baby boy, I can deliver. And I am not going to say what's popular. And I'm not going to say what people like. And I'm going to remind you, this is an opinion based on personal experience. And you don't have to agree. Hey, welcome back. We're your best friends, Caroline and Jess, and we're doing a good episode today. Sometimes you turn in, tune into these episodes and they are bad, but this one's going to be good. <laughs> How's it going, Jess? It's good. I, I think it's healthy that we own that. It's like, you can't okay. tell me that it's a bad episode if I already said it's a bad episode. That's, That's the energy. Like, yes. That's <laughs> everything about my personality, I think, is why I'm I'm so, I don't know why I learned this so young. But that my MO was always to le- lean into all the worst things you could say about me, like lead with that. And no one's going to beat you down. Like okay. I already said it. I already said it. Come up with your own insult. You're not creative. Yeah. I'm already yeah. 10 steps ahead of you. Like yeah. a carpenter that builds stairs. That's a quote from the <laughs> office. I had to. <laughs> How are you today? Well, hot I'm stuff with good. highlight on your nose. Shush, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to know that it's highlighted on my nose. I did guys, I put, I put highlighter on the tip of my nose and, and I often don't know where to put highlighter. Sometimes I put highlighter on my nose and I, it makes my nose wider or longer. Like it looks like it's dripping. Like if you put it too <laughs> near the bottom, it looks like my nose is dripping. I was watching back one of my YouTube videos once where I thought I'd nailed it with a highlighter. And I was like, why is my nose dripping like that? Like it looked like it was too sliding. low too low um I thought I did a better job today and then Jess was immediately like do you have highlighter on which makes me feel like I didn't do it right like I don't think I, you should know I don't I think know you but know. I so disagree just because I'm a person that notices those things because nobody naturally has a glowing dot on the tip of their nose like it's just not what skin looks like so obviously I knew and I'm like big into makeup and stuff yeah. So I knew, but I think it's really well placed. Like I'm looking at it, jealous that Shut I don't up. have it on mine. Shut up. I'm I dead serious. I think your glowing dot is well placed. I'm going to rub it off. Okay. Speaking of makeup, <laughs> I do have a question for you. Okay. For you as someone who knows about beauty and honestly, Thank for you. all this, all we, I think we've, um, we've accrued a, an audience of scientists for the most part here. It does fellow seem that scientists. Way. You Somebody telling- commented on our recent YouTube video and was like, I too am a doctor. And I was like, are they actually a doctor or are they like the doctor that we are? This is the thing. This is the thing people don't know about being a doctor is that it really is just all you have to do is announce it. It's kind of like, what is the Beetlejuice? Yeah, like, like walk in a circle. I mix those two up. Yeah. You just say it three times and then you're a doctor. I was kind of annoyed that you keep telling people that we're not doctors. Speak for right. yourself. I did sense that you were peeved about that. Yeah, it's my bad. <laughs> I'll speak for myself. We we do always try to say for me, from my yeah. perspective, we try to really not speak for each other. That was my bad. I'll, uh, thank you for catching me. Well, thank you for apologizing. From my perspective, I feel like a doctor and my feeling is valid. And at the same time, my lawyer continues to tell me that I, I can't keep saying that joke. So I'm actually not a doctor. But I do have a question for you and all the other scientists out there. Okay. Okay, this is a mystery. This is a fucking mystery that I've never heard addressed. And I've been thinking about it for years. And I've been angry about it for years. Okay. You know, if, you, if you're ever reading the instructions, the directions on a facial product, 
it's on, it's on lots of facial products. It could be a moisturizer, could be a fucking serum, could be a balm. I just bought a balm. And listen, I like to read the instructions and then immediately forget them and do, you know, use it however I feel like. But I bought this balm and I was reading the instructions yesterday. I literally had to write this down. Quote, this is on products all the time. Quote, massage balm into skin with gentle upward and outward yep. circular motions. <laughs> they okay. did one too many. Okay. <laughs> what? What is the deal with this science? Are you telling me? Are you telling me that this moisturizer won't work if I rub it downward and inward <laughs> in, in the shape of a square? What are you oh. saying? This stuff, I, and I, I, then I started going through, I started going through all the products in my medicine cabinet and I pulled like the first five I pulled out all said this, like they had like circular clockwise directions, never use this in a counterclockwise directions. They are putting this on facial product instructions all the time. Like it's science. Right. What is the, what is the, I have a theory about why they're doing this. But you're a doctor, so I want right, to hear thank from you. you. Thank you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's funny because I was just thinking this week about a different aspect of instructions that are always on skincare products, which is the apply to clean skin piece. But we'll get to that. <laughs> when it comes to this motion, so I'll tell you. Okay. Upward, upward and outward. Don't ever don't ever fucking rub downward and inward well the reason for that is because upward motions apparently are better for like not dragging your skin down not creating wrinkles this is upward is always the direction wrinkles are made by muscular repetitive movement and living Mm -hmm. on an earth that that has gravity right it's not because you rubbed your face two times. But to avoid gravity, we push up all day long. That is not. That is not. That does not eliminate gravity. Uh, I don't know. I guess it could take longer it. for gravity stop to hit. It. I'm constantly rolling up. I have rollers, ice rollers, and I roll up. I'm sure. I'm sure it doesn't hurt, but it is literally not helping. That's fair, but it makes you feel. Like you're doing something good for yourself, which I think is a lot of the point of these products. Um, The other thing I'll say is that potentially, and I'm not sure, but potentially the circular motions actually do activate something in the product. Like uh, sometimes certain products, they'll say to warm it up in your hands before you apply it. Some you do have to activate, but can't I activate it as in an oval? It could could be an oval. Couldn't it it be be an an oval oval? or like 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 a rounded triangle? Yeah, it could be. You could probably do it in a square. You're telling me I can't do this in a square. You're telling me I can't activate in a square. No, it's a really good point. And I also think the third the third thing from my side is like, I think they just want to make you feel like they're giving you (laughs) the secret experience An experience and experience and the secrets. They're bulk. They're bulking up the instructions to make it feel special. Mm -hmm. They're bulking it up. It's like here. This isn't just a glass of water. This is a liquid experience that you're going to gulp 
in a downward and smooth wise direction. And <laughs> Does it's like, this yeah, LaCroix have instructions on it? It's yeah, not just probably, a glass of water. <laughs> probably. I do actually think so. I think they give you the instructions to bulk up the experience. Yeah, I, I totally think that's what it Instead is. Instead of just like smush your face into this bottle. <laughs> I was. So when it comes to the clean face part of the instructions, I always yeah. get tripped up because pretty much every pot product says, apply to a clean face but if I already applied my serum <laughs> then I'm not applying to a clean face anymore I'm applying yeah. to the face that already has the serum on it like right it's just it, I never thought about it quite that difficult yeah I mean I know what they mean because I watch videos that teach me about like the steps you're supposed to follow well that's what I've, I've spent a good amount of time googling what's the um order of operations for mm-hmm. serum moisturizer moisturizer moisturizer. <laughs> I don't know what the other shit is yeah yeah order of cream, operations and oil. you get like you you get um you get differing opinions from I don't know it's all it's all subjective yeah um uh-huh. speaking of skincare I got a facial this morning which is why I look like a greasy egg right now oh and you don't look like a, you don't look like a greasy egg Thank you. I feel like a greasy egg. So maybe that's my feelings are valid. (laughs) There's something about your aura that's like a little yolk-ish. A little yolk-ish, right? (laughs) Plenty of protein. Good for you. Maybe a little higher in cholesterol, but like you'll eat it. Like that's how I'm feeling. Um, Yeah. At my facial this morning, I guess it was like the first day that they launched doing dermaplaning as part of their facials. So dermaplaning is when they... First like, of all, use let this me tell scalpel. you. No, no, okay. no. Let me tell you what dermaplaning is. Okay. Dermaplaning is just shaving your face. Correct. It is just shaving. It is just women shaving their face. Correct. It is not something different than shaving your face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all it is. It's Correct. all it is. We use they a charge tool. you. It is a razor shaving your face, y'all. Y'all just at home shaving your face and calling it something different. It is what it is. I really, so I have those scalpels that you can buy and like sometimes I'll just shave certain (laughs) parts of my face with it and it is just shaving your face and I do it at home and it's like, I don't do it every day, but I do it occasionally if like, I feel like a region is getting a little too peach fuzzy or something. Cause the other thing it does is it does help exfoliate like dead skin cells with the hair that it removes the same way that when you shave your legs, like it exfoliates. Mm. Um, so anyway, they were offering dermaplaning. And I was like, you know what? I've never gotten this professionally done. It's the first day they're doing it and they're running a promotion. So it's like free with my facial. Like, sure, just add it on. I'm going to a wedding this weekend. I want to look like today I look like an egg, but tomorrow I'll look like a fresh born baby. And that's what <laughs> yeah. I want. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, we can add the dermaplaning, whatever. So I'm getting the facial and for some reason they started with the dermaplaning and immediately I was like, you're opening up my pores by cutting my face with a scalpel and then you're going to do all the rest of the skincare Does that in open the your next pores? 45 minutes of this facial. Yeah, it can. It, it like scratches the surface of your skin. You know what I mean? But that opens your pores? It. I don't think it's going to open every single pore, but like it 
it does open your pores. Yeah, it does. I guess it, it allow at the very least it removes hair and it's allowing more access for things. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's like opening the hair follicles maybe or like, you know, cutting the top of, I don't know how it works. I'm just saying, and she confirmed <laughs> it. Like she said after doing the dermaplaning, uh... like, okay, I'm going to apply this mask, but tell me if it tingles because we did just open your pores a little bit when okay. we dermaplaned. Okay. And sure enough, the mask did tingle. And I was like, let's, let's not burn off my skin right now. And she had to like take it off and put a more soothing mask on, whatever. At the end of the day, I think my skin looks good and the facial turned out well, but Mm. I was just shocked that it was their first day running this promotion. And she was like using me as a guinea pig and being like, yeah, we're not sure that we should do the dermaplaning at this point in the facial. And I was like, I am not a doctor, but I do watch YouTube and I'm pretty sure that you shouldn't be doing the dermaplaning before the masking. And wow. she just went ahead and did it anyway. I guess that's why it was free. I don't know. I'm a little bit stressed that I'm going to wake up tomorrow with some pimples. <gasps> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you got to update us on that. That is just a bad feeling when you go in a, any situation where you have to like, you have a little bit of blind faith in whether it's like a doctor yeah. or they're doing something to your face or your body or like, I guess anything kind of medically related. And then, and they do something to just to like put a little blip in your blind faith. That is a bad feeling. Totally. And I, it's like, I don't know, you read reviews online for places and you're like, I'm paying them a hundred dollars, like between the cost being kind of high and the fact that people have reviewed it, and I've been there for yeah. massages and I've liked them before, but I've never done facials there. Um, so between all those things that you you just are supposed to like go in and expose yourself to whatever's on the other side of that door. Yeah. It's it's kind of a crazy thing that we do, <laughs> but it, I will it continue is. to do it. <laughs> Dude, can I tell you one of the most, it was actually kind of a disturbing experience. I don't know if we'll be able to capture this correctly. But I, um, a couple times a year, I'll go and do micro needling, which is like your face is pricked with like a million tiny needles. And the point is that it injures your skin. They're tiny wounds. Your face is covered in tiny wounds. Yeah. And then, um, the way your body reacts to a wound is it creates collagen. That's like what a scar is. A scar is collagen built up, um, not in a pretty way, but if you do it in this like mapped out strategic way, you build collagen in your face. It's just like, it, it kind of renews your skin. It's a nice, you get a nice little go to your skin basically. Okay. And I do this different kind of microneedling. It's called with radio frequency. There's like a laser involved, whatever. It's like, it's improved my skin. I had bad acne as a kid, et cetera. Um, and I went to this place. I've done it like a ton of times. And I went to this place where it's always like these nurses and whatever med spa people doing it. And then and then this guy came out this one time I went and he was a doctor, I guess. And he had never seen him there before. It was always like all women. I was very comfortable there. And in the middle of this like routine thing, I do a couple times a year, RF microneedling. He just was like, Hey, I want to offer you a new procedure that we're going to try out. Um, we're going to do, I'd really like you to try the microneedling with PRP, which is um, you're using, they extract your blood, like, and use ah. the platelets and inject the blood into oh. your face. It, like helps with healing and whatever. It is a thing. It is I've a seen thing. That. Yeah, It is a thing. Yeah. I'd heard of it. So it wasn't out of the blue, but he was like, we've never combined it before. 
in this med spa with this procedure and I want to offer it to you for free and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, Oh, interesting. Like, I don't know anything about, like I was in the chair. I was in like the patient's chair and he starts setting everything up and he just like thrusts a phone into my hands to watch a YouTube video of like some doctor describing the benefits of it. And he went on and on. And, and he was like, I felt so pressured to do it. It was so inappropriate. And, um, and he, he was really pressuring me to make the split second decision. And then he was like, Oh, it's going to be free. And like, it, it just made me feel like a Guinea pig. I was like, why is this guy doing it? It was a really weird dynamic. And he was pressuring me. He left the room at some point, And I had to ask one of the nurses who I like was more comfortable with. I was like, who is this guy? And they were like, that's the owner. He like owned the whole med spa. I'd never seen him before. So I was like, okay. And, um, and I like could not speak up for myself. I just get paralyzed something. I, mm-hmm. I have a hard time speaking up for myself in certain situations. And he went through the procedure. They're like extracting blood into all these tubes. And like, he's making me watch this YouTube video and he's just monologuing at me. And then he started monologuing at me about how he like works part-time at this hospital somewhere. And he's probably watched more people die than any other doctor on earth. And it was like, it was like, what? he was saying- The creepiest things I've ever heard in my life. It was like he was trying to creep me out while pressuring me to do this like alternative procedure on my face that he wasn't even going to charge me for. It was like the whole thing was such a bad scenario. It ended up being fine. I did do it, which was completely the wrong decision. I just felt so like paralyzed and trapped and I like couldn't make the decision. He was just pushing everything forward without giving me a, a moment to think about it. And I like couldn't yeah. open my mouth. I totally responded the wrong way. And luckily everything turned out okay. But it was one of the creepiest experiences of my life. I don't know. It was, did, did I explain that correctly? It was yeah, really you did. weird. It yeah, you really did. Weird. I mean, it made me think of so many stories I have that are similar, not necessarily in a med spa setting or even with like a doctor, but just, I don't know, with like men in general, telling you that something is like that you should do something and um, not having a second to think about it. I feel like there's two examples recently, like one of them, I told this story on my, on my last just thoughts solo episode where, or maybe I didn't tell the full story. I alluded to this story where I was in Greece um, with my cousin and we went to a beach club that was like, as soon as we walked in, I felt so anxious. I just felt like something weird is happening here or is going to happen here. I shouldn't be here. I don't feel comfortable, but I was trying to go through the motions of it and like get more comfortable because it's supposed to be fun. And the guys there who ran the club and like the bouncer and stuff, they're these like huge, big Grecian men. And we're like these two small American women. And they were trying to pressure us to get like the most expensive bottles and get this table. And my cousin was kind of going with it because she's more into that stuff than me. She has a lot more money than me and was like down to blow her money on it. And I was like getting more and more anxious by the second. And I actually was so proud of myself because in the past, in a situation like that, I would have just gone with the flow, stuck it out, like put a smile on my face, probably gotten drunk and forgotten about the whole thing. But my gut was telling me like, don't do that this time. And I literally snapped at one of these guys at some point and was like, can you give us a moment? And he was like, oh, and I was like, we're going to talk about this alone and I'll let you know when we're ready to make a decision. And he like 
I totally was firm and like harsh and Good cold with him and glared at him and he walked away. I was able Ooh. to like talk to my cousin about what we were doing. Oh, that reminds me of your story. I was going to say the way you did that right now, it like, gave me chills. That was oh, I, I can have. I would be so scared. Yeah. I, I can so have scared. a look. We actually used to yeah. call it. My mom and I have the same eyes. Like I look a lot like yeah. her and my eyes are hers and she has a look. That like if she gives it to you, you are Ooh, baby girl. Yeah. And I do it a lot less frequently than she does it, but I have the ability to give the same look should yeah. I need to turn that's that on. Stressed. So I definitely did it. But what that reminded me of is what you texted me about with the guy with the weights at the gym. Okay. Standing all up right. to big dudes. Okay. All right. I have to thank the kooks for this. So if if you listen to the last episode, I realize that I always assume people listen to the episodes chronologically or sequentially, but um, I think people be hip hopping around. So if you didn't last episode, I talked about being at the gym, someone really, um, what's it called? had some bad gym etiquette, left all their, all the metal plates on one of the weight machines, which is like a big no, no, you're supposed to load unload. It's like gym etiquette. Um, and it's kind of like not flushing the toilet. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah. you're to flush it. I, now I have to flush it for you. Okay. And it was, it was like 600 pounds of weights they left on there. I cannot move that. Um, and as soon as I tried to, I pulled my back. Um, the worst. I was so, I was super pissed. So I went back to the gym the other day, looked at the hack squat machine. It was loaded up with weights again. Nobody was on it. Oh no, the dude, a dude was on it. I don't know if it was the same dude. I think all the dudes are doing this at our gym. And I wanted to use the hack squat machine and I was watching him finishing up his reps. And of course, as soon as he was done, he left them all on there. And I did, I didn't want to go my, like, I have a hard time speaking up. It's not my impulse to speak up, but I literally was like, if I don't do, I thought of the, I thought of the podcast, I thought of the kooks. And I was like, if I don't do this for them, I don't, they don't deserve to listen to me talk. Like Mm. I owe them. I owe them. Like, what kind of example can I be? Not that I'm an example, but, you know, maybe I could be. On, on little things, maybe? Gym etiquette? On sure. little, little baby things, yeah. We'll let you, we'll let you have it for the little Standing things. Standing up for myself? Oh, and I knew I was in the right. Um, So I went, I followed this guy over to his next machine. He went over to the cable machines, and he, like, started doing his reps. Like, I, I got to him, like, one rep in, and he finished his whole set. I was standing, like, two feet away from him trying to talk to him, obviously. And he, like, ignored me to finish his whole set. Dude, you only did one rep. Annoying. You can so annoying. And then immediately looked up to me and I was like, I was so nice. I was like, hi, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I was going to use a hackpot machine after you. Would you mind taking the weights off? I just, I can't lift all that weight. And he was like, oh yeah, sure. No problem. And just like, you know, kind of stomped over there. Like he knew he did it right away, but it was embarrassing. He shouldn't have had to be prompted. Yeah. No, you know, he fucking knew. He knew he was in the wrong. Yeah. We went and did it and, you know, I tried to be nice. I was like, you know, I'm sorry. Last time I tried to do it, I pulled my back. I shouldn't even have said that. But well, maybe that'll make him take it seriously, like not do it in the future. And then fuck. if he starts, it's probably I don't know, maybe if he starts, you're starting a movement. If he starts removing the weights I'm after he's done, everyone else, all the other guys will start doing yeah. it. It's so stupid that that even happens. But good for you. It it does feel good. It's one of those things I, I talk a lot about or I have talked a lot about like exposing my yourself to rejection. That's one thing I've worked on a lot is like running head forth into rejection when it, when it 
arises as a possible a possibility in your future, like mm-hmm. not to stray away from it, to be like, okay, I'm going to hit this rejection and I'm going to watch myself survive it. And then you, it be, it does become less scary. Um, and I think I need to do that with speaking up about things more. I'm, I'm better at it than I used to be, but it, I really have to think about it for a while before I'm able to do it, which I think is pretty common with, especially with a lot of women. Anyway, yeah. do you want to do some, do you want to do some hot takes? Let's do it. It's a hot Yo, takes episode. We're doing a hot take episode and I'm feeling fiery, feeling kooky, baby. Okay. Yeah. So we each chose, we asked you guys to submit hot takes on Instagram. And I think people have just been sending them to us in general, uh, ever since we did our first hot takes episode a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. So we collected our faves. Caroline has some, and I don't know what she chose. I have some, she doesn't know what I chose. Let's just go one by one. Do you want to throw one out there? Yeah, I'm stoked, bro. I got some opinions. It turns out <laughs> uh- <laughs> no one would have thought <laughs> no one you're not speaking up. Doesn't mean you don't have those thoughts. I'm ready to put my own livelihood in peril with sharing some opinions right now. We'll start with some softballs though. We'll start with some softballs. Somebody wrote in their hot take. They want, they want a hot take on 69 honest Mm. thoughts. They wrote 69 honest thoughts. Yeah. I'll give you my honest thoughts. So I feel about a 69 the same way I feel about performing a plank at the gym because it is precisely the same (laughs) position. Do I enjoy it? No, I do not. Can I relax? No, I fucking cannot. Am I waiting till it's done? Yes, I am. However, sometimes we do things for our loved ones that we don't like. And, and I will say recently I have discovered, um, a, uh, a very a, a huge improvement on the 69 which is like both of you lay on your sides it's like the yeah. same setup it's the same setup but you both lay on your side so nobody's fucking planking yeah like why can't i 69 on bottom that's that would be preferable you do the fucking plank that's such a good point but doing it on the side um i enjoy it way more okay yeah, yeah. would agree everybody's on their side okay um yeah, I, I feel the just, same. It's just dudes. It's just dudes who are into 69s. This is what I think it is. I don't even think it's dudes. I think it's, and sorry to dudes who like it, but, and, <sighs> and women, sorry to anyone who likes it. This is no, a generalization. No, no, I'm not apologizing to women. I'm not apologizing to women. You're okay, liars. fair enough. <laughs> I don't I'm not apo- You're not apologizing to women. I'm not apologizing to men. Um, Excellent. I feel like- 69 is one of those things that you hear about like when you aren't having sex or are like early (sighs) in your sexual awakening and you think it's like the kinkiest like epitome of sex and that everybody wants it and then you finally do it and you're like that was not that enjoyable distracting difficult (laughs) to maintain for a long period of time plank is a plank super overrated so yeah, I just think I think once you get older, I think people age out of the idea of sixty nine being great. At not everyone, but a lot of people do. I feel like I've consistently met a lot of men who really are. I think it's one of those things where like sometimes something turns you on because it actually physically feels really good. And there's plenty of things we do in sex that just like the idea is fun, and that's still a legitimate turn on. If you're like, oh, just the idea, the setup makes you feel good like yeah I think I think that's I think it does that more so it seems to do that more so for a lot of guys which like great fine but like I'm doing you a favor 
I am doing it's you just kind of like we can't go one at a time like you really can't go a few minutes not receiving pleasure yourself <laughs> you must be <laughs> you must be getting it both ways I obviously <laughs> like I know that that's not actually what's happening for most but um yeah I think it's overrated what I will say why is couldn't that... I just read a book you can eat me out and I will read oh I time. would love to just binge watch some television while <laughs> it's funny <laughs> Why do I have to labor right now? You can I, do let you me enjoy. Do. Yeah, that is my preference. Um, do you want to? Do you want to just plank together? Why don't we both just plank at the same time? Does that let's feel go good to, to the you? gym and then <laughs> when we come go. back, if we, we both come at the gym, me. yeah. If someone doesn't come at the gym, then we can sixty nine. Yeah, that's. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's a good segue into one of the ones that I chose <laughs> because. I was going to bring up 69. Where is it? Um, oh, okay. A few people wrote in about air conditioning. Really fucking <laughs> random. But of course, I honed in on it. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Okay. Um. So somebody said ideal AC temp. And what I will say is that 69 <laughs> jokes are not overrated. And 69 is the superior AC temperature. That's true. And that's, that's true. my platform. In the car, in the house. If the AC is on, it's at 69. Period. That's true. That's true. I, I will say at night. At night, that's true. But you're wrong. I like about it the cold day. at night. You're wrong about the day. I cannot get warm in my house during the day. Sometimes I put the heat on in the summer. Like it's too, it's something, it is, it is chilly. But at night, I get so hot. So I do like the 69 at night, but not from a boy. Yeah, I guess I leave it off most of the time during the day, unless it's like really unbearably hot outside but at night i'm i'm putting on the ac i'm getting bundled and yeah. it's and that's where it is um okay, yeah so that's just an answer that's not even a hot take it's just an answer it's just a scientific a answer question yeah, yeah. It's, just a, it's, just an, it's just a scientific factual answer yeah okay um next one i pulled somebody wrote in and they just said fedoras and let me say, let me say, first of all, y'all are really, y'all really took the instructions correctly. You're, you're delivering these correct way and very yes. neutral fedoras. I can't believe that I hadn't spoken about fedoras before. You have. Have I? Have Because I? we talked about Jason Mraz. Oh God. Do you remember? <laughs> That's right. Okay. A fedora to me, one of the top icks. It, it's not even an ick. We would never be speaking. I would never <laughs> be seen speaking to you. We won't meet. Um, this is so much, this is so much more offensive to me than a V-neck. A V-neck, it's like if I, I could still begrudgingly fall in love with someone who wears like V-neck black t-shirts. Um, and like, see, I've seen past a lot of things. I date for personality. And um, you're so, you're uh, so righteous. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking enlightened. I don't know yeah. if you guys are familiar, but, but a fedora, no, I will go out of my way to to publicly humiliate you yeah i mean a fedora says something about you you know yeah. like a black v-neck tee it's like okay you chose that maybe somebody got it for you maybe you saw another dude wearing it it's that it's not that uncommon i personally don't have a problem with the v-necks but i know that you oh do my God. um that's just like a choice that anybody could make a fedora is a specific choice that only a certain swath of society would <laughs> ever go down that path and I don't think we need to cross paths. That's what I, I don't say. think we do either. I'll say this <laughs> about fedoras. Um, I used to tag along with our friend Sheila, who's a really um, talented swing dancer. 
and she does, she like teaches swing dancing and she does competitive swing dancing. And she started in high school. I would tag along with her. That's how I spent a lot of my Friday nights. It was pretty cool. And, um, it was cool, but the crowd at swing dancing in fact is not that cool. And every single fucker there had a fedora on. Yeah, or 100%. some kind of period or some kind of period piece three-piece suit then dressed like some everyone was dressed like they could reasonably be cast in newsies totally with like moment. an ascot yeah the yeah. whole thing i remember i would go to that occasionally too um and i really didn't like going like <laughs> i did not I, like it either i, I love seeing sheila dance like she really really is talented and the and how happy it made her was a really cool thing like she was so enlightened at she came such alive. a young she- age to have a fucking cool hobby like that. I was like, yeah. oh, I like, I like play piano sometimes because my mom made me take lessons. Like she actually wanted to go swing dancing and went and made it a part of her life. So that was cool. Um, but whenever I'd go, I was just so uncomfortable. And maybe if there were less fedoras <laughs> in the room, I would have felt safer. <laughs> safer or hornier? Yeah, a little bit of both, probably. Either way, it would have made me stay longer. (laughs) (laughs) It would have. Um, I remember having specifically this conversation with Sheila, where at some point I got upset. Like I was, I was pretty popular with the boys as a child, as a young girl, as a child, as a child. Honestly, as a child, and um, and as a young lady, I was popular with the boys. But when we went to swing dancing, no one would ask me to dance. And I was like, Sheila, this is fucking bullcrap. Why won't anyone ask me to dance? And she was like, look at how you stand. She was like, look at you. And I would stand at the corner with my arms crossed. Mm. Because <laughs> I, I hated the scene so much. And she was like, no one's going to ask you to dance if you stand like that. That's a good lesson to learn. She was like, you're always scowling. <laughs> That's a good lesson to learn. I feel like I have friends now who yeah. will go out and all they want is to meet a guy or get hit on or something. And I'm like, you are are looking at your phone like swiping on tinder you're not talking to your friends you're not having a good time like who do you think is going to come up and start talking to you it's exactly like that is a prevalent uh i don't know just like thing that happens and i'm so surprised that people don't have that level of self-awareness it's one thing when you're 17 it's another thing now but if you feel that way people in the audience check yourself like are you open and having a good time and seeming positive and approachable yeah i'm not that's a real thing i'm not open or approachable and that's okay too i don't think yeah but i also don't want to talk to people as long as you know it yeah this is going to be a little bit of an anti-hot take somebody sent in birthday month and another person sent in barbie movie and those things are separate but i have a hot take that's going to bring them together So I guess the first one is like people who treat their birthday like it's the whole month and they're like, oh, birthday month. And then the second one, Barbie movie, everybody wants a hot take on that. Here's how I feel about these types of things. If it makes you fucking happy, then do it. And I know that that's not it's like the opposite of hot takes. It's me like giving permission to things that might annoy me. But I feel like my birthday is a time that I come alive. Going to the Barbie movie was a time that I came alive. I wore all pink. I got my pink manicure. I was just like, this is this is like spirit week. Like both of those occasions is like spirit week in high school when you like finally got to have fun amongst Mm. a sea of exams and stress. And 
if those are the things we need in adult life to like make it fun again, then fucking send it. So I don't know. There's a lot of critics of the Barbie movie and there's plenty of things you could criticize about it. But to me, I'm like, it was fun. It made me dress in pink. That's my hot take. Let it happen. I I love it. Yeah. fucking. And that's the same thing with birthday month. If that's your vibe. I mean, don't make everyone like freaking spend all their money on you and time on you and whatever all month. But if you're just saying it and having your vibes and having your fun, do it. There's not that many things that we get to enjoy anymore. Yeah, I didn't even know birthday month was a thing. I was just because I just had my birthday. I was just thinking how crazy it is that some people do birthday week like that's Mm. already crazy to me. Um, But do it. I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine. Well, what's crazy about it? Give me the other side. Um, Or like, why would you never think of it that way? Because I'm not condemning it. It's just like, I just assume that no one has time for me and like everyone's really busy with their life. And you're going to be like you, everyone, like we all have like several friends and we have to give like most of our PTO to like celebrating each of their week long, (laughs) month long birthdays. Like that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think anyone who expects that, that's the wrong end of birthday month. Yeah. But I, feel I don't like... actually, yeah, I don't think I actually know anyone. I don't think I've ever been a part of someone's birthday week or birthday month. Like I know you, but we live in different cities, so I'm not really ever a part of it. So I haven't really experienced the reality of it. I feel like when I do birthday month or birthday week, really what it is, is just like an excuse for me to buy more stuff for myself that month. Like yeah. if I want that thing that I saw on Amazon, I'm just going to place the freaking order. Um it also makes it possible for friends who maybe aren't available on my actual birthday to let's get dinner the following week. It's birthday week. It's birthday well, month. So time. it's not like everybody has to be along for my birthday ride for the whole time. It's more just like I get to be on the ride the whole time and you can come and go as you please. I'm going to be treating myself if you'd like to join <laughs> in. You're more than welcome. You're such a fucking icon. And <laughs> I think it really works with you because your brand is already like, I'm cute. I'm going to tell you I'm cute and you're going to agree. And so it's like, Thank it's you like for more saying the, that's my brand. It's more the same. Yeah, that is your brand. It works. I think if I did it, people would be like, people would ask me to stop. I don't okay. think people would like it. I don't think it would be pleasant. That's funny. And I can't disagree now that you put it that way, but I don't know why. <laughs> Because it would what? be a month of me being like, do you guys like me? Does everyone hate me? Let's get dinner. You know what I mean? And then like the whole dinner would be ever me being like, are you guys having a good time? Like, <laughs> So it takes a certain level of like security with your friends. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move Fair on. Fair enough. You said your next one's really good. Yeah, this one's hot. I feel a little sick to my stomach. People are not going to like this. People are not going to like this. Okay. Somebody wrote in and just said that they want a hot take on open relationships. Wow. And maybe I can deliver and I'm not going to say what's popular and I'm not going to say what people like. And I'm going to remind you, this is an opinion based on personal experience and you don't have to agree. I, first and foremost, 
don't give a fuck who you fuck or when you fuck or what you do. I don't care how people have relationships. I don't care what their beliefs are. I will be responsible for my own and mind my own fucking business. I truly don't care what you do. Um, and from what I've experienced in conversations with the, with the people who I have known in person who were in different forms of an open relationship, I personally have never encountered a couple in an open relationship where both people were equally into the idea. I have only ever encountered it where like someone is really into it and someone feels like they kind of have to do it to keep the relationship going, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's not a full conclusive study. Doesn't mean it can't work. Also, also let me say met plenty of monogamous relationships that also fucking suck. So Correct. Correct. it's not a condemnation of the idea I just have never encountered one where it seemed like both people were genuinely happy and fulfilled. I just, I haven't, I don't feel that I've met the couples where it's easy to see that both people mm -hmm. are actually into it and enjoying it and like feeling good about it. Yeah. This is literally my observations. I'm Observation just saying of things you've what seen. I've observed. Yeah. And so you can write into me and tell me that you're very happy in your open relationship and like, okay, I believe you. I'm right. not telling anyone to not do it. Maybe I'm completely wrong and it will make you happy. I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying this has been the way I've experienced it from people. Yeah. I, I feel like there's like a step back that I would want to take when talking about this, which is like, when and how did the open relationship start? Because I think there's a big difference between two people consensually from the beginning being on the same page and deciding that they wanted to have an open relationship or be poly mm. um, versus people who have been in a monogamous relationship for a few years and then decide at some point to make it open. And oftentimes in that yeah. situation, I have seen that happen where one person wants to do that. The other person doesn't really want to, but wants to keep their partner and keep them happy. And so they'll go along with it. And then that can be complicated. So I feel yeah. like a lot of the key of these types of like relationship dynamics and relationship setups is really, they always say, I mean, communication is like the number one thing, but being on the same page from the beginning, I think is really important. Like if somebody's getting into something thinking that it's going to be a monogamous relationship and then at some point the other person switches up on them um to have to respond to that it's like a lose it would often feel like a lose lose of like totally, okay well totally. if if it's an ultimatum basically, yeah at that exactly point. yeah exactly so i think if that's what you're talking about then i can see a lot of holes in that that doesn't mean it never works but i can totally see a lot of holes and i have seen that but I have also seen the flip side of people who um, like are polyamorous and operate in a way where they make that known from the beginning. They only date and hook up with and partner with people who know that about them are on the same page and so on. And that's not something that I'm going to do and not something that I want in my life. But if that works for you and you're being upfront and like on the same page with your partners, then I can't. I can't hate on it at all. You know, like I, I'm sure that that could be no, positive. I have no, I have no intention to hate on it. Do whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Obviously 
obviously I don't know the, I don't have the answers. I don't, I don't know how to have a relationship. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And also this is something that I can understand if me saying like what I've observed in my limited experience is offensive to you because you're in a polyamorous relationship and you're super happy. I understand why that would be upsetting. Um, yeah, I feel you. I haven't encountered it. I have not encountered it. And if it exists out there and, um, you feel slighted, then I understand why you would feel that way. Yeah. I feel like the other thing I want to say, so one of my best friends is in a polyamorous relationship that's like working out well for, for them and their partner. And it does align more with kind of like what I said previously of making that known from the start, making sure the partner is on the same page. I almost wonder, like, this is part of the reason I saw that hot take submission. Um, and I wondered what exactly this listener was DMing in about, like, is there a difference? And I don't know, cause I'm not part of this community, but is there a difference between an open relationship and a polyamorous relationship? I feel like there is, but I also don't actually know enough. Yeah, exactly. So I want to be careful about the terminology too, because I do have people who I know and respect and who it's working out for well, who um, are polyamorous, but I think opening up a relationship that maybe wasn't open prior or like where there's an imbalance of what each person wants is could definitely be a danger zone so yeah that's it's a touchy it's a very like touchy subject to um traverse into but I think it's interesting and I like that somebody asked about it I just want to make sure that we like cover the full spectrum of what that could look like because I don't want it to get misconstrued all right <laughs> this one was funny because why? But also I feel strongly about it. Okay. Cooked fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that one. Okay. I chose we can we can definitely see like what Caroline chose versus what I chose. I'm like, oh yeah, AC temperature cooked fruit. Let's keep <laughs> it light. Um I hate cooked fruit. I think it's stupid. Wait, I, like you're like a like a like a like a like a like a compote, pie? like a pie or a compote. Okay, so I like pie, but I will say I'm pretty picky about the type of pie. Um, okay, wait, the fuck is a compote? It's like when you cook fruit on the stovetop and like put it over, like a, a waffle. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, if the chunks of fruit are still in it, like you cooked yeah. a bunch of strawberries and just poured that on top, I don't want that. Like, give me yeah. fresh strawberries or put berries in a pie, maybe. Yeah. But, like, don't just give me cooked fruit on top of something. Are you speaking specifically to compotes right now? I think you need to be more inclusive of other hot fruits. Yeah, I think you're right. And I was, I very much saw the words cooked fruit and was like, if somebody fucking serves me a compote, I'm going to be mad. And so I do need <laughs> to broaden my horizon here. I feel like you're pretty close-minded, open-minded to relationships, but pretty close-minded about different hot fruit temperatures. Okay. So then, so what, what else should I be considering besides pie? I'm down for pie. I like pie. Um, like a stuffed peach. You can cook peaches in the oven and stuff them with a crumble. Stuff. Yeah. It's like a hot stuff. peach. Yeah. Hot peach. Scoop out the middle, serve it with a little crumble in there. I probably like that. I do like grilled peaches. Okay. Yeah. I like grilled pineapples. Okay. I think for me, it, de it depends on the type of fruit probably um, and, and the setup. Don't get it gelatinous basically is what you're saying. Right. Don't I think be getting when, gelatinous. If we're like trying to 
extend the life of some fruit that's already rotten by cooking it and being like, now it's not bad to eat. Like that's a lot of times <laughs> when people make a compote, it's because the oh, strawberries are going bad. Okay. I'm all for no food waste, but that's disgusting. Like I don't want <laughs> I'm just yeah. this is I will I will not stand for compotes and that's not my party compotes. line. <laughs> not, not for, for compotes. compotes. Wow, that's controversial. You're gonna get canceled for that one. What Thank I said you. was fine. What I said was fine. But it was compared to this, please. Compared to this. Oh, the compote lobby is up in arms. Um, I don't do you like cooked fruit? Do you like compotes? Like what's your where are you at? No, now that you describe a compote in that way, I don't like it. No, I don't like a compote. No, I was especially picturing like peaches and there's chunks of peaches in the compote. Like they really want you, they like really left some of the chunks in there intentionally. I don't I don't like that. Yeah, I just don't like chunks of fruit in it could be cold chunks like yeah i don't i don't like a marmalade for that reason either give me jam mm, bitch give me a jam. i don't like when yogurt has the chunks of fruit at the bottom yeah, why so. did you fucking lazy fucks finish mixing it right i'll add my own fresh cold fruit on top if i want to but like yeah. i don't need you that need to give me pre-packaged fucking raspberry sediment at the bottom of this yogurt it is sediment Ugh. peasants <laughs> peasant food <laughs> um okay there's probably heating that happens to make banana baby food like it's heated but then it's served cold uh like wait is it hot in a banana's foster oh yeah when they put the flame flambe yeah i don't hate it i don't just like that but it's never a gelatin it's never a goo yeah i think if it's crunchy okay this is maybe where i'm landing this is the delineation If, if there's like a a char on it little bit of crunch a little bit of grill mark i'm down if it's just like totally mushy and gelatinous i'm not down that's even that rule even applies to cold fruit like i like my fruit just under ripe or like on the earliest day of being ripe berries bananas whatever because i do not want it to be mushy i want it to be crisp i want it to be crunchy i want it to be cold like that's the way fruit should be eaten my girl Ashley told me the other day, and I think about this like once a day now, that she only eats green bananas. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm more likely to eat a greener banana than I am to eat like a spotty, almost brown banana. False. I, I want to be closer to that side of the spectrum, but I'm not eating them green. A green it's just... banana, only green bananas. Yeah, no. There's, there's like a two-day window when bananas are yeah. the right ripeness for me and therefore i rarely buy them because i'm they i usually won't get to them in that window and then they're wasted yeah 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 as soon as she said that i was like okay (laughs) sexual deviant somebody somebody wrote in and just what said they want a hot take on men (laughs) and i say keep them yeah let's keep them i like them i fucking love men um i love like some of them for sure what's the hot take we could ever give there just yet to, uh, i guess to say keep them is kind of a hot take yeah i think they're i think they're just trying to provoke me okay yeah you uh, can't which, which i appreciate somebody else wrote in also trying to provoke me and they said quesadillas in the microwave that provokes you it actually doesn't i thought that would be the one that you chose you have a lot of oh. you're drawn to the most of the food the ones, food ones which is why i was not surprised when you picked the hot fruit listen quesadillas in the microwave 
listen, they're going to be better on the stovetop, but like, am I above a, a microwave quesadilla? No, I'm oh, not above shit. Making making it for the first time in the microwave. I was thinking about reheating it in the microwave. Making oh, no, it in the making microwave. It. Tortilla, making it- cheese, tortilla. Microwave. Microwave. <laughs> maybe maybe you're putting other stuff in there, but that's the basic. That's like oh, when I was in high school and wanted a late night snack at my parents' house while I was studying, I would go down and make a microwave quesadilla that's just like it's not good, but it's not bad either. There's like a nostalgic, like very seems simple like, element to it. It seems like it misses it does like the bear talk about an MVP. That's like an MVP <laughs> quesadilla. It's hot cheese inside of bread, but it's missing some other key factors to make it really good. Exactly. We're going to call that a, that's a minimum viable product of quesadilla. Yeah, it's not a hot okay. take. It's just an MVP. Um, I have one okay. here. Mm-hmm. Peeing in the shower. Yeah, do it all the time. I've never done it. What? And I'm not saying that I'm better. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, but I'm not saying that I'm worse. No, actually, I've actively tried to, and I can't get myself to do it. I also oh. am incapable of peeing in the ocean. Like, I can't pee That's not really, on a toilet. It's really hard. It's really hard for me to pee in the ocean. I, I can. I can. I will. Um, And I pee in the shower all the time, but only if somebody else is in there. Oh, of course. I Yeah, that seems baseline to me that you're only doing that in your alone shower i thought i thought that was impressive i thought that was you're gonna... doing something for society that way <laughs> okay okay i was recently in a pool with a bunch of my friends and i was they... there yeah you were there you were the friend <laughs> and it was somebody were you there for the conversation where somebody was like what percentage of the population do you think is peeing in pools? And I was like, adults, adults peeing in an adult pool. And I was like, oh, I don't know, like less than 4%. And somebody was like, I think it's like closer to 60. And I gasped. Was that based on something or that was just their guess? It wasn't. I mean, I assume it's based on how often they're peeing in pools. But (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I I have never even thought about it. But it's true, like people don't be going to the bathroom quite frequently enough when we're at the pool. I don't see them walking to the bathroom quite enough. Wow. I mean, I didn't go to the bathroom once while I was at that pool party. However, I didn't need to. Like I I would have gone if I needed to, trust. Just re- you know? reabsorbed it into the system. I was just dehydrated. Yeah. So I wasn't going. But mm. that's crazy to think. I would have guessed a really low percentage. Like obviously kids are doing it. And obviously people are doing it in the ocean, but in a pool. Couldn't you like, I feel like if you're near anybody, which in a pool, you're going to be near people because it's not that big. What if it comes out of color? Have you ever seen, have you ever taken um, like um, cranberry pills or like something for UTI prevention? UP red, motherfucker. I'm not risking to pee in a pool. No. And even if it doesn't come out of color, I feel like it's probably warm. It's never even occurred to me. It, it does not occur, never to occur to me then you're gonna swim right you can't swim that far away from it it's not like you're in the ocean i but can't believe everyone, someone guessed 60 it was no no it was a big conversation first of all yeah this is not a statistic it's not it's not we don't know if it's true but i it did it was disturbing to me how like everyone in the conversation was like oh yeah it's not four percent they're like it's way higher so it's like first of all all y'all peeing in this pool obviously right but everyone seemed to agree everyone seemed to agree I know. I guess they just, it, it could be that they're peeing in the pool or that they know people who are peeing in the pool or that they just have like a much lower 
trust in humanity, but you have a pretty low trust in humanity. I was so. going to say, I <laughs> wouldn't say that I trust humanity. Right. That's crazy I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Peeing in the shower. It's fine. I just won't be doing it because I physically can't. Don't do it when your partner's there. That yeah. Close. Yeah. 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 Don't do that. Ooh. Okay. Here's a, here's a fun one. No, it's not fun. It's sad. Somebody wrote in and said, being someone's option number two or having someone as option number two. Yeah. So, I good mean, one. I, I assume they mean like being in a relationship and kind of keeping someone on the back burner to some degree or someone's keeping you first of all being someone's number two is that a hot take like does anybody like that I don't think anyone likes that but I I will say yeah don't not for me I guess is my opinion not for me um and having someone as option number two I think is shady as fuck keeping like quietly keeping someone on the back burner I think is shady as fuck and if that's the honest situation that you find yourself in I think you're probably not with the right person or you're not ready to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's not how I don't think that's I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. I think it's very normal to like we human we're human people with blood and feelings and it's normal to continue to be attracted to people throughout your life. Like that will factually happen to everyone. You know, it's not that you'll never be attracted to people again. Um, but this, it's something different to be like keeping someone as option number two on the back burner. That kind of makes me feel like you're like slowly, you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. flaming, you're flaming. Wait, what's the fucking phrase? You're, 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 you're fanning the flames. You're fanning. The, wow. You're fanning the flames <laughs> a little bit over the years. You're keeping it going. A little yeah. bit, you're making sure it's still alive. You're thinking about it a lot. Like you have a little, you have more control than that over your thoughts. Like that's like, it, it's almost like emotional cheating, but just in your head or something. I don't like that. Totally. No, it's shady as fuck. I think that's shady as fuck. And it's also not only in your head because if you're keeping the flames alive at all over there, then like presumably you're saying something, doing something, leading on something with this option number two person. Like I do think depending on, what exactly is going on it could like broach into emotional cheating um but i do feel like a lot of people do this a lot of people who like wow children young are adult people like wow who who just like walk around the same earth and end up even getting married to and having kids like people who are real where 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 are you getting this from is it from people who've told you that they are keeping a number two or like how do you hear about I don't think people talk about it but it's the type of thing where somebody a relationship ends and then they get into a new one very quickly with somebody that they already knew who's been around you kind of mentioned this with your ex right well my ex did that for sure and I know I have a lot of friends who have exes who did the same I have a lot of friends not close friends but people in my network people I know of who have done that, like jumped from relationship to relationship. You always have to wonder when when it goes so quickly from one to the next, like what was going on in the oh, background. Oh, totally. Oh, no, no, no. That's suspect as hell. Yeah. Suspect and as I, hell. What? Yeah, no. It happens all the time. And I feel like the person who wrote in this DM about the hot mm-hmm. takes was just like being 
naming it, calling it what it is, which I respect, yeah. whether they're doing yeah. it or they know somebody who's doing it, they're calling it what it is. A lot of people are not calling it what it is, but like deep down, that is what they're doing. This is what I'm saying is like, are people not feeling guilt out here? Like, I don't care. <sighs> say, say I say I had a say that I was saving an option number two in the back burner and no one ever found out and no one ever knew because it's just in my head and it never, you know, my partner never found out and it's just in my head. I would be plagued by the guilt. Aren't you, aren't you able to feel that that's fucking shitty? Whether anyone ever finds out that feels fucking shitty. You want to live and be that person who's doing that? Plenty of people live feeling shitty though. You know, like that is what they do. I don't think they're feeling shitty if they do that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, this doesn't make you feel shitty. You're feeling good. You're feeling good knowing what? Yeah, that's a, that would be a really interesting thing to dig into with like people who have done this before. Like, did, were you ridden with guilt, but you just, and if so, then like, what was keeping you not doing enough. this thing? Clearly not enough. Clearly not enough. And then, or were you just like feeling like a fucking powerful narcissist? I can do whatever well, I want. Like I, it could be either. I would guess a lot of it's out of fear actually for a lot of people, like a lot of, a lot of insecure, selfish um actions are are motivated by fear most of them are probably yeah where, you know you're you're afraid of being left you're afraid of um being alone like and if that's the thing it's very relatable feeling like nobody wants to be abandoned nobody wants to feel betrayed nobody wants to I don't know, most people don't want to be alone um but you know just have a little faith that I really do feel like, I don't know, you, in, you you commit to the thing you're in, you give it your all. That doesn't mean it's going to work out. That doesn't mean someone won't leave you, but have a little faith that like, if somebody leaves you, you're going to survive it. Like, it'll be sad, but then you'll survive it. Like, that's the deal. You will yeah. literally survive it. You'll be okay. Yeah. Don't, don't sabotage it. Yeah. Don't, don't sabotage it by, you know, preserving some kind of private emotion for somebody else that is what you're doing you're basically um predicting the future like you're you're setting yourself up for what's inevitably going to happen and also entering like let's say that does happen current partner current relationship ends good good thing you had backup uh, on the on the horizon so you jump right into that so you don't have to reflect on anything you don't have to grow you don't feel the pain you don't have to exactly you're gonna show up just as bad and that relationship's going to be just as um, troubled, maybe in different ways. But like you haven't, you haven't grown, you haven't, you haven't like gotten to know yourself better. It's just not a good way to start anything. Not a good way to end something. Just no. Just just have a little bit of foresight and and think about it differently. Totally. Agree. Yeah, you're gonna be okay. You can survive. It's gonna be. It's gonna be okay. Here's one. I mean, this is a super easy, obvious one for the season. yeah pumpkin spice and this goes hand in hand with somebody else who wrote us a few weeks ago and said not a personality liking fall so this is a a merging of two of our segments hot takes and not a personality pumpkin spice liking fall (sighs) definitely there's too much of a movement around those traits and those things like it 
it's a bit much. I'm going to say that. That's how I feel. I feel attacked by it, especially pre-Labor Day. Like, we're talking about fall and pumpkin spice before summer's over. Actually, summer goes into, like, a couple more weeks in September. It's still summer right now. So, yeah, I think it's a bit much. I'm very methodical and structured about the way that I approach seasons. Like, I'm not thinking about Halloween until it's October. (laughs) I'm giving Thanksgiving. It's November. And I'm not thinking about Christmas until it's until Thanksgiving's behind us. I just like to follow those rules. Yeah. And that's how I feel about the pumpkin spice liking fall thing. Like, get your pumpkin spice. Enjoy fall. I do love a jacket and a boot. Like, I fucking get it. But when it's still summer and you're bombarding me with your content about fall and pumpkin spice, keep it to yourself. I'm not ready. And we have some societal rules to uphold. It's not time yet. So it's more about the timing than it is about the, like, the subject the for me that's interesting when you um describe your kind of compartmentalization it actually reminded me a lot of the btk killer um it was one uh, an american serial killer known nicknamed bind torture kill btk okay. that's and i he, reminded you of this this person yeah you did cool. you did he in an interview <laughs> he shared he had like he like lived in the suburbs and had young children and had a family and he um, killed and assaulted and murdered and buried all these children in his basement. And when he was arrested, his family had no idea. They genuinely had no idea. And in this interview, they were talking about like, how do you have such separation between like, you have like young kids uh-huh. at home. He's like a great father. I think he was really involved in his church and like oh this God. great community man. And then he was, had this other life at night. And he said that what he does something called cubing and like different <laughs> facets of his life were like a cube. And he just turns the cube Whoa. to another facet. And there is no relationship between any of the sides of the cube. It's cubing. So I think that you are cubing. He's really good at context switching. Not yeah. me. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be you. But when it comes to holidays, I guess. He would handle, he would have the same thing to say about pumpkin spice where he arrived today. <laughs> I think <laughs> he is not putting those Christmas decorations up in his basement of dead people until Thanksgiving is over. And I do right. respect that. I do keep respect it separate. That about him. Keep it separate. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't feel that bothered by the pumpkin spice thing anymore because I feel like it already became such like a cultural phenomenon that we all commented on and like we all yes. got that it was a joke. So now when people do it, I'm kind of like, if you're posting, if you're genuinely posting about how you love pumpkin spice specifically now, I kind of feel like, oh, you haven't like come up maybe with something interesting to say, because like we are, everyone already did it. And we all like made it into a joke collectively also. And it's like, I think it's like, you're a little behind the times. Yeah. This came and went. But liking fall. I do like it. Right. (laughs) Do I like it? I do like it. And I don't know. I don't think I don't think I'm too bothered by it. Yeah, I think with the pumpkin spice thing, I guess I have to believe that somebody who's still posting like their first pumpkin spice of the season. (laughs) I mean, you just must. (laughs) That is annoying. That is so annoying. That is so annoying. It's so it is annoying. I got a pumpkin spice. Don't 
don't ever, don't ever fucking post any caffeinated drink you drink ever. Why the fuck would anyone ever care? We're I don't all give drinking a fuck. caffeine. We've all, all we've all been to cafes that make cool latte art. Like, stop it. Oh Instagram my god, the latte been around. Art. It has been around for a while now. Nobody is impressed. Caroline, love you a latte. Never heard that before, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it is basic. The word is basic. And listen, I'm basic about plenty of it's things. It's like post. It's like post basic now. Yeah. In a post apocalyptic basic era. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but I do have to believe like, oh, you're still doing this, even though we all decided it's basic. Like, you must really like it. It kind of must really like it. really just really like it. Yeah. And Which in is that like- case. Sometimes down. you like, sometimes basic things are great. They're basic for a reason. You think I'm not basic? I'm so basic. I'm like sometimes, basic. sometimes, first of all, you are basic. <laughs> I'll, I'll own it. I'll own you're it. Classic. Make it cool. You're classic, but I love a lot of basic stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hip. I'm not a hipster. I'm pretty basic. Yeah. Speaking of pumpkin spice also, I bought this cold foam. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is pivoting back. To a previous to episode foam, when foam. we talked about cold foam, which Caroline Dunkin called Donuts. cold cream for like <laughs> five minutes. Donuts cold foam. And Abby refused to edit edit very good sound bites. I gave her to edit back in. Yeah. Um yeah. so the the consensus was that cold foam that you can get at Dunkin' or Starbucks, they top iced coffees with it. And and both of us really enjoy getting that. But totally. it's just whipped cream. It comes it's from a whipped cream whipped container. Cream, it's just whipped cream. It might have Regular a little less ass. sugar. It's whipped bad cream. It's yeah, it's bad whipped cream. So I was at Target yesterday, the day before, and I was buying iced coffee. I get like these big jugs of cold brew that are like pre-made and I buy like three for the week and I just nice. have it in my apartment and I I house it. And I was like, I would like a new type of creamer. Wait, 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 wait. Is housing it? Does that mean you keep it in your house or does that mean you're like chugging it? Both, both. Okay. I meant I, I meant chugging, but I like that it had the the dual <laughs> meaning there. Yeah. I house I it. it. It's home. in my house. I give it a house. And then it's in my body. I and give then it a you're home. fucking housing it. I okay. adopt it. I, like I would give a dog a home. I adopt it and then my body adopts it. I couldn't remember if that was a saying or not. It is a saying. You house yeah, you house, I house that. It. You house it. Okay. I mean, I run through so many of these cold brew containers in a week. It's like actually repulsive. But um, I wanted a new <laughs> type of creamer or something. And so I was looking at what they had. And they had these cold foam like whipped cream cans that right. you can buy for your house instead of sure, just getting it at Dunkin' or Starbucks. Because it's just regular whipped cream and because, they already sell it. So right. They just and change the label. Capitalism and like you can get everything everywhere. So I was like, ooh, okay, maybe I'll actually get one of these now that I know that this is all it is. I don't have to spend that money at Starbucks every day. Um, And I did get one that is, first of all, it's oat. I know that on our last episode, I was like, is it made of oats? And you were like, No. They had an oat one because I'm an okay. oat milk girly, which so they because had I'm basic. Option. Okay. But yeah. you're not saying the default is oat? No, they had both options. Okay. Um, And I did get the pumpkin spice one. So nice. the foam has the pumpkin spice flavor in it. It's delightful. That sounds really nice. Would recommend go to Target. I think it's like the Target brand, Good and okay. Gather. Um, this is my non-sponsored recommendation, basic girl recommendation for the week, just to make You have any... amazing recommendations. 
Thank I've you. bought I've bought almost every product you've ever mentioned on here. I went out and wow. bought self tanner. I'm self tanning now. Um, that's huge. Yeah. No, no, you're a great influencer. I really trust. <laughs> that's what a real influencer is. That like I trust your recommendation. I know it's going to be good. So I I'll get that cream. I appreciate. Somebody wrote in. I fucking love this so much. First of all, can I read their Instagram handle because it makes me laugh? Yeah, sure. It just says Kate Crab. Oh, I feel like I've talked to that person before. I think before. that's fun. I think that's fun. Hi, Kate, okay, Crab. Kate Crab. Kate Crab. Kate Crab wrote, okay, it's a movie called Swiss Army Man. What? Is that a real movie? I feel like I've heard that somewhere. I've, I actually remember seeing this. And don't I look just, it up. Don't look it up though. Should we look it, it up? It went in one up? year out the other. Yeah. Well, why don't you give a take about it and I'll look it up just to I like... guess I would, I kind of just wanted to hear what you think a Sw- Swiss Army Man would be. Obviously, oh. I'm, I'm immediately thinking about appendages and things that could flip up and out and to tuck away yeah i'm thinking that like an alternate name for the movie could have been jack of all trades like that's that's, that's what i'm thinking that she's a means. marketer thank okay. you i oh i was thinking about i was thinking more like very body centric um stuff okay i guess i'm i guess i'm thinking about cox oh sure well that goes in a whole different direction and i'm not opposed i'm just i wasn't yeah. thinking that i will be okay honest. i think i think i'm thinking about cox i also sometimes i don't want to say stuff like that on the podcast and i get very coy and i think it's clear what i'm saying and then i listen back to the recording and i realize it's not clear what i'm talking about so from now on i will just say i'm thinking about cox. that did happen a couple episodes ago where it was when you were describing. Um, it's, it's about sexual stuff. I don't. I, yeah. For some reason, I I don't mind talking about certain sexual things, but other stuff I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. You were talking about Justin feeling really small and far from you, and I yeah. didn't know until we were like two minutes into that description that you were talking about during Him going down on me. Yeah. Yes, I thought yes. we were just talking I about always... like laying on the bed next to each other. Yeah. I always think it's clear, but it's then I listen to the podcast and it's not clear. Okay, yeah. so this time we're saying Cox. So this time I'm thinking about Cox flipping in and out, I guess. Like how does it make out. you feel that Daniel Radcliffe is one of the leads in this movie? Wait, maybe I saw this movie. <laughs> I definitely haven't, but I just I think I was, is this when he's a corpse? Is yes. This when he plays a corpse? I saw this movie. Okay. okay. And it obviously didn't leave Cox? Much of an impression. So he is <laughs> he is yeah, I didn't like this movie at all. Um, I didn't like it. I did not like that movie. I stand by Cox, I guess. I think he does do a lot of like, what didn't he have that whole stint on Broadway where he did, or maybe off Broadway where Equus, what was he it did the Equine? naked, yes, the naked, horse, naked boy, it's a horse boy, exactly. Uh, so, Cox, sex, was he having sex with a horse or was he just naked, naked with a horse? It's a good question. I, th- I thought he was both i thought he was one of those like centaurs but then it wouldn't be that big a deal that he was naked no i don't think he was the horse was he i don't know i think i just wanted to talk about centaurs because i kind of think that (laughs) centaurs are hot and like yeah for sure that's a thing that i haven't come forward with yet yeah oh (laughs) thank you for coming out about that yeah say more say i immediate cosign we say okay well I think it's just something about like first of all they're very hairy. Um oh, I do I do like hairy hairy men in general. Um second of all 
they are like strong and like they have four feet planted on the ground with their hooves. <laughs> like they're very not, grounded. This is none of what I thought you were going to say. Wait, what? Four feet planted on the ground. Four feet planted. None of, none of this tippy toeing around. They're like not those. going yeah. anywhere. Well, they are because they can run. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild. I was going to say, I feel like people are into centaurs. I don't really think about centaurs, but I can see it's definitely, you're not alone in this. People definitely yeah. are into set. People definitely sexualize centaurs. I feel like anytime they're like in a painting, it's very sexually charged. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's people's like, um, it's like the average housewives except more acceptable way of getting on their like equine fantasies. They're like, oh, but he has the mind and the upper body of a man, of a man but yeah. the cock of a horse. Yeah, that's possible. The other- I will say I'm not. I it doesn't. I don't really spend time thinking about centaurs. I'm not thinking about them a lot, but whenever they come across my radar, right. I yeah. I spend some time there. I'm like, oh. <laughs> gotta cancel my plans (laughs) a centaur just scurried past and i have to process what i'm feeling around that i don't know there's also something to like i know that there's a big um mermaid merman like contingency people really being into mer people and i I don't get that one i don't get that. well so something i just saw online about that that made it make more sense to me was like especially queer and trans people really feel seen by mer people because their bottom half of their body their genitalia is not relevant they're fish on bottom and then they're whoever they are up top um so i kind of liked that description of it i feel like centaurs maybe it's similar because it's like animal on bottom but i mean horses have really big dicks so we're back to that (laughs) 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 this is a lot and we thank everyone um I can wrap this up. Okay. Um, This has been Not For Everyone. Thanks for being here. You can find us on Instagram at Not For Everyone Pod. That's not the number four everyone pod. If Caroline's ever told you what the Instagram handle is, don't it's believe her. Been wrong. Wait, in the last episode, <laughs> when I was listening to the last episode, I also said the name of the podcast wrong. In the outro, I said, This has been Not For Everybody. That is not our podcast. <laughs> but we're getting casual with it it's just a part of the lingo and so you can make it your own i thought that was beautiful um (laughs) no but seriously if you want to find us that's the right place to find us you can find caroline on youtube caroline winkler or the good sitter on instagram i'm jay-z debakey on instagram also subscribe to us on youtube watch our videos leave us comments i'd be posting youtube shorts yeah, so there's also us. a lot of support. There's like, a lot what of, the fuck are you doing? So there's a lot of extra content in the in the YouTube videos. We leave out, we leave in all the most of the stuff that we edit out, unless it's something I say that cannot be allowed to be put on the air, which right. does happen. But um, there's a lot of extra content in the YouTube videos. If you watch the full episode YouTube videos, Jay is putting out some hot fucking YouTube shorts, reels. And um, also wanted to call out that this entire episode was edited and produced. By none other than Abby Newhouse, who's now a producer. She's a prince as fuck. Prince producer. Couldn't do it without her. Yeah, it makes it so that I don't have to listen to myself as as frequently every week. And that is a blessing. Sorry that you had to, but thanks for doing it. Talk to you next time. Whatever. Bye. Bye.
I read somewhere that if you have an attached earlobe, there's a high correlation with sexual deviancy. Interesting. We don't know what it means. I think it just means you're a bad boy. <laughs> you're a bad boy <laughs> with a bad ear. 